you're wrong. Fuck you, we're right. You have all made it to the dance. Cause believe me, this is the dance. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Royal Grumble podcast. Uh, Graham's not here again. He's, ru- he's running late, isn't he, Dan? He is running late. That's the voice of Dan. Yep. You heard, you heard him the other day on a 27-minute show, flying, <laughs> fl- flying solo, weren't you? Yeah, it's the first time I've done it in many years. Yeah? We're all right. I enjoyed general. it, yeah. Oh, okay, thank you. I say I enjoyed it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, wa- don't want to listen to you now, so... Uh, the fact that I listened to you for 27 minutes when I were having a shit. Well, not for 27 minutes, because that. but I started when I were having a shit. Okay. Um, you just left, left yeah. it to dry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Graham's going to hate this. <laughs> <laughs> He's not here, is he? Nope. Uh, I liked the little music as well. I thought you'd done it yourself. That's why I asked you what it was, but it was some New Japan bollocks, weren't it? Yeah. Yeah. It was the best of Super Juniors music from last year. I am going to try and find some actual music for that whole thing. Have you thought of like turning Japanese? No. No? <laughs> Why not? Because obvious reasons. <laughs> okay, so we're. Uh, yeah, that, that's the thing that's going to be on through Best of Super Juniors and then forever. All the Japanese news will be on like, a separate thing for a while. Okay. We'll download it on our feed. So, um, like I said, Graham's running late. He's going to be here for the Vengeance 2003 review. Yes. Uh, but while he's not here, I've got an opening contest. <laughs> Lovely. Right, so um, it's Backlash. Uh, well, this goes up on Sunday. Backlash is tonight. If you listen to it as soon as it goes up, yeah. This is technically our preview. Yeah. Um, well, it's kind of the preview. But what 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 you're going to do is you're just going to predict the matches, uh, the winners, and Graham's going to get the other people. Then next week, um, we'll decide. Well, if if you're really shit at predicting, then he's going to win. So this is all on you, really. Okay. So. Luke Hart, this is all from Wikipedia, so I don't even know if any of these are dark matches or anything. Uh, Ty Dillinger vs. Aiden English is the dark match, apparently. Is it? Yeah. Okay, so we'll go, we'll go with that one. Ty Dillinger vs. Aiden English. Ty Dillinger. Yeah, do you want to say a bit about, bit about the match, or are you, are you not bothered? Uh, I'm probably the wrong person to ask. Uh, no, Ty Dillinger's obviously going to win. Aiden English has just been like doing what he was doing when he was a tag team, in it just by himself. Singing so, and that, isn't he? Yeah, he Ty, Ty Dillinger's doing his thing. He's all right. Good, actually. Okay, Luke Harper versus Eric Rowan. I wish I cared. Yeah, it's... Uh, Luke Harper won the house show match. Okay, at the arena that we went. I to. think Luke Harper will win. I think. Yeah. I don't okay, know. Luke Harper. Yeah, I know that. I've heard things about the matches being kind of boring, but you said so last week. Yeah, the they, match. they weren't. It weren't that good. But like, yep. I'd, I'd have preferred him to just team them back up together. To be honest, uh, not 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 with Bray Wyatt. You know, just have them two as a tag team again. Because yeah. like, two big blokes beating yeah. people up. It's not to like. Sami Zayn versus Baron Corbin. Baron Corbin's going to win, eh? Big banter Baron. Yeah, because yeah, the way to get Sami Zayn over is to beat him continuously until eventually they cheer him. Yeah. Do you think that, like, Sami Zayn's, like, you can, that he can recover at all? Or do you think he's forever going to be in that position? I think it is possible to recover, but he will be in that position until eventually means nothing. Okay. He'll just occasionally win a big match and everyone will make it out like it's a big deal and then he'll just carry on losing. Um, This is going to be fun. I want you to choose Graham's prediction for this one. Okay. Shinsuke Nakamura versus Dolph Ziggler. Well, Graham would obviously pick Dolph Ziggler. Exactly. Yeah. So that's what, that's what he's having, Dolph Ziggler. <laughs> <laughs> I, 
Whereas, I, don't th- I don't think I want to tell him I've done this. I'm just going to see if he listens. That's good. I mean, I am writing this down, so if he sees this, then he's yeah. going to know when he gets here. But um, yeah, so I'm not going to tell him I've done this. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, Nakamura is probably going to win this. This is his debut. I mean, if he doesn't debut. win it, they are trying to bury him. I will put yeah. that out there because... I mean, they've already like put him on a microphone for a long period of time. Yeah, but at the same time, that's to be expected, isn't it? If you're a main roster, that's kind of yeah. what they do. But um, yeah, if you don't win, it's, it is a bit of a burial. But because uh, we don't like Don Ziggler's shit, Nakamura's been. So. Yeah. Um, Naomi, Charlotte, and Becky versus Natalia, Carmella, and Tamina. Say you're their, back to, say you're their back name. To picking... Say their proper name. What's their group called? Uh, PCB? No, the Welcoming Committee. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the Welcoming the su- Committee. The Submission Sorority. <laughs> oh, I like them. The Welcoming Committee. Uh, they probably won't think of a better name before the before the show, but they're probably going to win. I think. I don't know why. But oh, the welcoming ones. Yeah, I'll That's pick who them. you want. Yeah, right. I'm just going to write Natalia's team. Yeah, the welcoming committee with James Ellsworth. Uh, and, and anything to add to them? No, um, are, you, are you not a fan? It's a silly name, isn't it? I don't mind it at all. Like, I'm, I've got no problem with factions or anything. Uh, Becky Lynch will probably take the pinfall because Naomi's the champ and Charlotte's, Charlotte Charlotte should. Don't lose on pay per view apart from that one time. When yeah, it just apart, apart from that once <laughs> when it should have mattered. Yeah. Um, Kevin Owens versus AJ Styles for the United States Championship. Well, the face of America is going to win this one, isn't he? Kevin Owens, probably. Wait, so I, I will let you have a little rethink of it. Okay. By when you're picking winners, yeah, is Kevin Owens going to win, or is AJ Styles going to win by disqualification? Is there, is there a gimmick to this match? I didn't see one no. when I copied the matches down. Um, just were they trying to set up AJ versus Baron Corbin at one point? I don't know. But I, all, 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 all I'm thinking is, do, do, you want, do you want Kevin Owens to win? Really? Uh, he'll win by underhanded means. So Kevin, you're still picking Kevin Owens to win? Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, has this match been done before in Ring of Honor? Um, I feel like it... Must have been done. Um, let's have a look. Just just because, you know, they're both former Ring of Honor wrestlers. Um, I'm sure when, when AJ Styles left TNA... Well, it happened at House of Hardcore. Okay. Yeah. What, um, what, what year for people wanting to look it up? I don't know the year, but there is a match highlight on YouTube. Okay. Where, uh, Wrestling Rebound has posted that one. It was at House of Hardcore 5, whenever that was. All right. Oh, wait. Um, 2014. Okay. Yeah. So, so they've wrestled before. Yep. I reckon it'll be good, good to this match. To be honest, like it's. Yeah, yeah. It's this. This should be like as Dolph and Nakamura will be really good. I feel, and then this match will be really good as well. I think these these are the two matches that will really pay off the show. Uh, Usos versus Breezango. Um, Usos are probably winning, aren't they? Set setting them up for New Day. Yeah, because I, I really like Breezango, but. Usos are winning this, aren't they? Breezango with a comedy team, it's not really worth putting the belts on them. Things I'd like Breezango to get a run because I think there's value in them, but if yeah. New Day are coming in, they've sort of got to go for the belt, haven't they? Because they're the top team. Yeah, top lads. The car, I don't really think they'd work against Breezango because they're two comedy teams, aren't they? You sort yeah. of need them to go against a serious team. It'll be like... When they do multi-tag matches, it'll be the New Day and Breezango versus them and the Ascension, some shit. The colons. Yeah, the colons. Uh, and the main event is uh, Randy Orton 
versus Jinder Mahal with the Singh brothers for the WWE World Heavyweight Championship. Imagine. Are you serious? <laughs> <laughs> so who's going to win this? Bearing in mind, oh. could Jinder Mahal win by disqualification? You know what? I've got a feeling Jinder's winning. What, winning the belt? I feel, I think so. Am I right, am I right in Jinder? Yeah, that? I'll go for it. I, I feel like he's going to win it. What makes you think that? Because what's the end game? If he loses, this is over. I mean, I suppose they could get his heat back somehow, but it feels like if he loses this match, then that's it. Because he was a job guy who has had this little run. Whereas if he wins the belt, that kind of cements him in that position for a while. So I feel like that might be the thinking. It won't hurt Randy in the slightest to lose the belt to him. Okay, I've wrote it down so you can't, you can't change your mind now. Okay. But isn't Rusev coming in for a shot at the belt? That's the storyline, but whether he actually does get a shot at the title is okay. not the story. Okay. But then Jinder can always lose the belt back, but I feel like if he wins it, then it kind of cements him. It's kind of like how they used to change the belt around and give Jack Swagger a run with it and stuff. Well, why are you bringing that up? <laughs> Why are you bringing it's, it's, like the, it's, it's the best example. Like Jack Swagger was like a mid a mid card guy, and then he won the belt, uh, and it, it put him in the main a, events for a while. He was a main event on ECW, so <laughs> when ECW was good, yes, yeah, okay, right. So th- there's eight matches there, so we need a tiebreaker just in case you draw. Yeah. So this only counts no, nine. Is there? No, no, there isn't. Ignore me. Oh, so I thought I, I can't count. count. Yeah. Thing. So we need a tiebreaker just in case you draw. Okay. So this only counts if after the backlash matches it's a draw. So this weekend also, but this has already happened. Uh, take over Chicago. Oh yeah. So we're, I'm only going to let you predict the UK Championship match. Awesome. Tyler Bate versus Pete Dunn. Um, who's winning that? Bruiserweight. Okay, so you go for I've Pete got, Dunn. Yeah, I've got to go with Pete Dunn. So, so w- w- why are we thinking Pete Dunn's winning? It seems like the whole story has been him eventually winning the title. And it, I feel like if he loses again, it diminishes him a little. Like, I know wins and losses don't matter anymore and all that stuff, but they kind of do in this case where he's lost the title of eight once to, for the first championship match. I feel like if he loses again, it kind of takes away from it all. Like He can cheat a little bit, he can do his thing, but I feel like he's winning this. Yeah. And he'll be like a pretty strong guy to have the title. And like Tyler Bates, ridiculously good, but... Yeah, I feel like Pete. It's Pete Dunn's time. Yeah, I, I mean, like, I don't, I just don't think Tyler Bates. I don't had a chance to be honest. Like, the the they put the belt on him at the show I were at, and then mm. what what's he really done? Because they're not, they're not. He's not had a platform, has he? Yeah, they they've done. They take that thing that aired on Friday. Yeah, but other than that, like, because there's no show to yeah. say, or he's not. He's yeah, just a guy with a belt somewhere. He's been on NXT, I guess, but like, what is the UK belt? Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it looks nice, but it's not, it's not, it doesn't really mean anything, does it? Like, if he'd been defending it on indie shows, I might have cared about it more. Yeah. If, if it, I don't know, if they'd have done a UK, if they had the UK show already set up, so he goes on it and he's a champ and they do like a weekly show or a bi weekly show, whatever they want to yeah. do, then I think I'd care about it more. But, but the other thing as well is, it's really babyface heavy on in the WWE like UK thing. So if Pete Dunne wins the title, then he can have the rematch with Tyler Bay. He can have a rematch with Mark Andrews. He can go against Trent Seven. He can go against Wolfgang. He could even stretch in. You could put him against guys like Joseph Connors and stuff like that. Uh, Sam Gradwell could come back into it. He's a baby. Like, yeah, like you've got all these people who are strong babyfaces to go against him, whereas on the heel side to go against Tyler Bay, 
you've got a lot of babyface versus babyface matches, and then there's just Pete Dunne, and then there's like James Drake, Dan Maloney, people like that, and it's like, they're not at the level of these guys. They're great, but not that level. Yeah. Um. So we briefly touched on Randy Orton. He's been a bit busy this week, hasn't he, on, on, uh, on the old Twitter? He's had a drink and he thinks he's tough. <laughs> right, so um, Rick Rogers um, posted something on Twitter, which he um, saw. Did he retweet it? or It was something someone sent to him, apparently. Yeah, so Rick Rogers got sent this. Every indie match now, handshake, drawn out move exchange, this is awesome chant, strike exchange, dive, no sell indie strong style, dive, more strikes, no sells, Dive. Flippy floppy sequence. Dive. Hit everyone with each other's finisher, then humpty dumpty we all fall down. Fight forever chant. Rinse and repeat until every move is useless and means nothing. Dive. Take unsafe shot that looks like shit and hurts like hell, then roll up finish. Handshake and hug after the match. Everyone's hand raised. All these guys chant. Go home and type on social media, thanking your opponents and company for uh, thanking your opponents and company for the match, and telling others they should book these guys. See the dive. Best, <laughs> the best response I saw to this was the young bucks who said, "Sounds like a great match." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it kind of does. And uh, Bully Ray, and I don't know if Bully Ray was in response to this or not, but he tweeted around the same time a picture of himself doing a dive yeah. off the top rope. And uh, he said dive on the tweet. So I assume it was a response. And that's, this is when Randy Orton started having a drink. And it, because when Dudley's were in WWE in 2003, everybody fucking hated him, didn't they? And like yeah. Randy Orton and Batista had heat with him, didn't they? Yeah. Because when they came back, everybody were thinking, well, Orton's going to fucking hate him. So I think Randy Orton finally remembered, I actually I fucking hate Bubba Ray. He's a prick. <laughs> so he tweeted him and says, lol, there is a difference between a young, hungry talent diving and an old, out of shape vet falling. <laughs> And then he, he tweeted a gif of a fat guy trying to jump into a swimming pool off of a lawn chair, which is ironic since WWE used lawn chairs at the UK show. Yep. And the lawn chair collapses and he falls face first. Because, in the pool. A, a, as we theorized, allegedly the knight stole all the chairs. <laughs> Alleg- allegedly. <laughs> yeah, it didn't happen. I mean, it, I mean, I mean what's a criminal always a criminal, <laughs> but. Well, well, you know. Right, we, we clearly made this up, but the knights did steal all the chairs and <laughs> allegedly stole all the chairs. Um. Then somebody tweeted Randy Orton, or maybe tweeted somebody about Randy Orton and says he flopped just like your championship. Oh yeah, he flopped just like your championship reign. So oh. that's Randy Orton. Randy Orton said, "Be more precise." There's thirteen of them. <laughs> and then Randy Orton said, "I really need to issue an apology." So this is Randy Orton's apology. Sorry to the indie marks, indie guys, and all timers who do dives took offence. Just having a good time over a few drinks in Denmark, closing the SmackDown Live tour while beating Raw in making over $5 million in the last 11 shows. Now, I noticed some that doesn't equate to a standing room only crowd of 150 people paying $8 an an armory somewhere. But in the big boy world, that's called putting asses in seats. So enjoy your flips, dives, and 20 super kicks per match. To each their own. I will go dive back into my 13th title run and get ready to flip when my bank statement comes in this month. Dot, dot, dot. Headlock. (laughs) So, um, as... The resident indie fan on the podcast, you know, I, I don't mind it a bit and I'm sure Graham don't mind it a bit, but you're the one that actively goes to the shows yeah. a lot more than us, way more than us. I, how, how do you respond to Randy Orton's... Uh... See, I, I don't take offence to it in the slightest because, you know, wrestling's like wrestling's for everyone. That's the thing that keeps going out. That's the saying that keeps getting used at the moment. Like, 
does it does so many different flavors. It's like going into Ben and Jerry's and having to go at someone for having chocolate chip because you prefer fish food. It's a bit silly and it's a bit pointless at the end of the day. It's fine having a little jab at each other. Got no problem with it. I just feel like some people do take offense a lot more than they should. I mean, it's just a guy like yeah, Randy Orton's been in the WWE system all his life. You could you could get angry about the fact that he's always kind of been groomed for where he is. He's never had to really do the stuff that a lot of guys have to do to get to that position. But at the same time, it's like, well, I'll do my thing, you do yours, this is all cool. I don't get angry about it. It's the same thing, it's like when this Jared um, guy from Kings of Leon last week, oh, yeah. when he had to go pro wrestling and everyone like jumped to the fence of it and stuff, and it's just like, dude has no fucking clue, let's not get angry. It's, you know, wrestling's for everyone, there's something there for everyone, that's what makes it good. Because if, if, every, if every wrestler wrestled the same way, you'd be bored, like watching half of WWE stuff. <laughs> Which proves my point. Like I don't like the WWE style as much at the moment. Well, and it's, well, but it, that's but I understand it's there, and I still watch it. And it's, it's just a different it's my flavor. thing, right? So he talks about super kicks. Yeah, yeah. Now I realize the young bucks have sort of taken the super kick thing yeah. and like turned it up to like a million. So let's ignore the young bucks. Dolph Ziggler <laughs> and fucking Kevin Owens, right? Do about fifty super kicks in a fucking night. Yep. Because when we, I don't know if you did an opening contest for us or there was a question that came in and it was like, what rules would you enforce in WWE? And I said, one of my rules will be to ban the super kick and give it to one guy as a finish. Yeah. Because when Shawn Michaels had the super kick, and I know I'm the world's biggest Shawn Michaels fan, but I had a picture of him naked, the the Playgirl picture in my room. (laughs) We've discussed this before. Uh, But like that, yeah, people kicked out of it because that's WWE style. You kick out of finishers, but like that was the finisher. That's a finishing move. And then he retired, and Dolph Ziggler decided he was going to use it to set up the famouser. <laughs> <laughs> so, so like See, this, it's kind of a redundant argument. Yeah, it's just it's one of these things where it's like it's a nice way. It's it's the mark argument all over again almost. It's just this thing where it's like I'm at this level, you're at this level, and you do all this stupid shit, and what I do is better. Like fuck off, like. There's no point in it. Like, there's no point getting angry about it. There's no point going on about it. The Rip Rogers post was pretty funny. It's kind of true. Like, there's a truth in it, which is what makes it funny. Whereas the other stuff is just kind of like, it's people having a dig. And, you know, if I'm going to be on any side of it, Will Ospreay's trying to make some money out of it. Fair play to the lad. <laughs> do that. Have fun with it. Do what the Young Bucks do and just say, apology accepted like they did to Randy Orton. Yeah, just in case you don't know, he's released t-shirts that say I'm a dive guy and I'm not a dive yeah, guy. The, the original shirt just said dot 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 dive. Yeah. But the, now it's I'm a dive guy and I'm not a dive guy. He's making money. At, like, he's doing what wrestlers should do. Wrestling is for everyone. You can do what you want. Like it's Art's different. Well, no, no, no. You, you, as a fan, you can like what you like. Yeah. Yeah. And then as a wrestler, how you want to express yourself in the ring, however that is, like, you can be a deathmatch guy, you can be Randy Orton with headlocks and simple wrestling. That's fine. It's all on the spectrum. It's all okay. Okay, let me let me put this other arguments here then, right? So, as long as, from, as, as, from, long as there's entertained fans... Then, yeah, but yeah. from Randy Orton's perspective, he's in the main event and he wants to work smart. Yeah. So he's thinking, do as little as possible to maximise the reaction for when he does something big later on. Yeah. If somebody on the card before him goes... Dive, 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 super kick, super kick, dive, 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 super kick, super kick. Randy Orton's not doing a dive in the main event. No, of course he's not. So it makes Rand- do you not can you not see his argument or even though oh, he's yeah. not said this, I think his argument is it makes his job harder because he's at the top of the card 
and the crowd seen everything before him if if they did that. Yeah, I can understand that argument. Um because as a fan, you don't give a yeah. fuck. As a fan, you're like, this is a good match. But like if let's say the young bucks did their super kick dive fest. Yeah. And then Randy Orton did his slow walks at ring. You're gonna hate that Randy Orton match more than if the card built up to the Randy Orton match. See, at the same time, like I've been at shows where you've had a ridiculous spot fest and then the main event will be a slower paced technical match. Like look at like a Zack Sabre, like PWG, for instance, they did their Mystery Vortex show and PWG, how they do their things, they tell everyone, go out and work like it's WrestleMania. Go out and have, just do whatever, get yourself over. So you get in opening match, people doing ridiculous stuff. But then on that show, in the main event, you had a 45 minute technical masterclass between Zack Sabre Jr. and Marty Skrull with no big moves or anything. You've, we've watched the Marty Skrull match just before we recorded today. He's not a guy who does many big spots. His big spot is pretending to break someone's fingers. And then Zack Sabre Jr. is Zack. He's not going to do ridiculous dives and stuff. He worked a technical match, but they told a story and they didn't need to do lots of silly stuff. But their story drew people in. And it's just a different way of telling a story. Yeah. And it might make his job a little harder, but if he can tell a good story in the ring, the crowd's going to be there and they're going to enjoy it. Yeah. If, if, if you can read the story and you like the story, you're going to sit and watch it. It's, it doesn't matter if the story is an action. It's like watching an action movie and then watching a drama straight afterwards. That's all it is. You're watching, you're watching a bunch of TV shows or a bunch of movies. So it doesn't matter what the thing was before. If you can tell a good story in the ring, go tell it and the crowd will be there for it. Okay. So um, moving on from Randy Orton, staying in the Twitterverse. Yeah. I made that up then. You like that Twitterverse? Twitterverse. I feel like that's been said before. Has it? Yeah, uh, it's a thing. Yeah. Uh, thought I'd made up, made up like a Sorry. WWE universism <laughs> there. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't mean to step on you. Yeah, anyways, mo- moving, staying in the Twitterverse, staying in Randy Orton's former stablemates of Legacy. Right. Uh, we're not talking about Ted DiBiase Jr. We're no not, one's talking about Ted DiBiase. Even Ted DiBiase is like, Where, where's Ted? I'm here. What are you talking about? No, no, other Ted. What do you mean? We're not, <laughs> talk, we're not talking about Manu either. Do you remember Manu? Man who? <laughs> no, we're talking about Co- Cody. Just Cody. Not, yeah. not Cody Rhodes. The American nightmare. Yeah. He's got a contact lens with an American flag. So Dave Meltzer tweeted, uh, somebody tweeted Dave Meltzer a question that says, do you think Ring of Honor can ever sell out an arena with 10,000 plus fans, something like the Madison Square Garden? And he said, not anytime soon. I'm surprised Meltzer didn't just say, actually Madison Square Garden holds 12,000 so-and-so. <laughs> well, they said, they said 10K plus. So. Yeah. And then Cody Rose tweeted him, says, I'll take that bet, Dave. I already gave them their biggest buy rate, put the books and I on the card and three months to promote. And then he's CC'd at Ring of Honor so they oh. can see that. Now. Confident. It's very confident. Um, he then tweeted later on, several aggressive phone calls and messages from me now have an entire office looking for 10K plus venues around the continental US. What he's, probably, he's probably offered to pay for it. Then he's put, what should we name the event? The working title is currently Starcade. Pretty sure my mum should own the rights to that anyway. I'm not sure he knows how copyright works. But didn't Dusty Rhodes create the name Starcade while working for the NWA slash yeah. WCW? He's not going to be able to call it Starcade. He can't even use his last name. Yeah, exactly. Like it's, yeah, is this whole thing is it's kind of funny. I mean, Cody Rhodes he's done all right for himself since he left WWE. He's managed to 
persuade the world that he's this really great star coming out of WWE. And to be fair, he does draw money. He does sell tickets for stuff. He's doing all right for himself. But at the same time, it's like, really, you're going to pick this argument and think Ring of Honor is going to jump from a 2,000-seater to a 10,000-seater. Like, I don't think they're at that stage yet. And Ring of Honor, they're, they're good at what they do. But bear in mind, this weekend where they got these high buy rates and everything had all the New Japan guys too. Uh, one, one of my favourites, Cliff Compton, is, uh, is tweeted. And uh, to, just to tell him, it costs $150,000 <laughs> to rent the venue <laughs> if they want a Madison Square Garden. Yeah. And he's also tweeted and uh, say that just says, Cody Rose claiming he could sell out Madison Square Garden is the most delusional statement in the history of wrestling. <laughs> Which, I mean, I'm not sure he's read Hogan's book. Hyperbole. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, like... No, we found out Hogan wasn't lying about that one. I like his... <laughs> I like his... Um, Penis cats. <laughs> I like Cody Rhodes's sort of ambition, but doing it on such a public forum where he's going, oh, yeah, you know, just give us three months to promote it and we'll sell out a 10,000-seater venue... I don't think you fucking will, mate. Like, now, I mean, Ring of maybe one day they'll get to that stage, but they're not that far removed from, like, they've been in these size venues for like occasional shows for like eight or nine years, maybe longer. They're not going to suddenly jump up, and they've got a huge platform. Maybe Sinclair will think, you know what, we'll go for this in six months' time. We'll run, the, we'll run the biggest, bigger place. And we'll pump a load of money into it and put them all across our stations so everyone knows this show's happening here. It's going to be the biggest show we've ever done and try and draw people to it. It might work. It'd be good if it did because, you know, it's great to see companies do well. It's more places for people to work and all that stuff. But I, I, I don't see it happening. <laughs> what, the, the, the Ring of Honor show that Marty Skirl joined the Bullet Club. Yeah. Uh, roughly how many fans were there? I will have a look now if you can continue to fill. <laughs> I, I can't. Just, just approximately because... It's it's just to make uh, a little point. I think point. it was like two or three thousand. I'm not hundred percent sure. Okay, so let's call it three thousand. It's 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 definitely not going to be more than five, is it? Yeah. No. No. So, okay. So it's let's th- between three and five thousand, right? How poorly was that crowd mic'd? Very poorly. Um, I was talking about this before the thing. Um, because my girlfriend's a big Mighty Skill fan, I wanted to show her him joining the Bullet Club. We watched the pay per view and. The crowd's loud, but not that loud. And then we watch Being the Elite afterwards, and you can hear, like, raw audio. And it's so loud in the venue when he came out for the Bullet Club. It's like, okay, they don't, they've had this problem for ages. Yeah, so, like, they're not, they're not fucking running a 10,000-seater. They can't mic a 3,000-seater venue, can they? No, they've got a little way to go, but it's a, these are problems. Oh, um, there's no way it holds that many people. Go on. I'm guessing it means 12, oh, ignore me, it's... I was reading the thing wrong. It said um, it held 12,000 people, but it doesn't. There's no way it holds 12,000 people. It's 12,000 square foot. That have many people that holds. <laughs> du, 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 the great British grumble. Right. I was at Progress this week. Bomb. There we go. Uh, Progress chapter where, where 48. Where were you? Progress. Ooh, ultra. That's when you a little catchphrase that. Up on, up on the balcony. Yeah. Watching the show. Uh, it was a really great show. Really great. Um, so, opening match, Morgan Webster beat James Drake in a Super Strong Style 16 qualifying match. This is the best match. I, I, I missed all the Morgan Webster rising and winning the Natural Progression Series stuff, which is why he's so loved by the fans. 
So I've never had that really great connection with him, but this match was really great. Same for James Drake. This was really, really good. Uh, Ginny defeated Session Moth Martina. That was a pretty good match. It was fine. Martina's act I'm a big fan of. Sweet Jesus, which is Chuck Mambo and William Eva, beat the London Riots in a really great tag match. Uh, uh, I know we're not meant to plug other podcasts, yeah, but you did recommend or you did tell me about uh, Monday Night Jaw that... Yeah, um, Tuesday Night Jaw. So yeah, Tuesday Night yeah. Jaw that... Uh, <laughs> you recommended that one, I don't remember <laughs> what it was called. But... Uh, what what what's the, what's the owner called again? Jim Smallman. Yeah, he um, did an interview with William Eva. It's really great, and it's a good yeah. interview. So yeah, yeah if, like I I don't really like progress that much to be honest. Yeah, um, I don't even I've never seen William Eva wrestle at all, hmm. but I listened to it because on his Twitter he was like saying, "Oh yeah, this is, I've done this really good. Interview. I'm really proud of it." So well, Dan's recommended the podcast, and you know that he's just said that he's done this interview that he's really proud of, and that he's got a good story. So I listened yeah. to it. And yeah, it was a really good interview, so um, I recommend other people download yeah. that as well. William Eva's really great. Um, he was a progress trainee and everything. Won the title and held it for like one show. But yeah, he's really great. Um, this match was really good. Uh, the f- final match of the first half was Trent Seven versus Travis Banks, a match I'm seeing again this week at some point with Fight Club Pro. And this is... So Travis Banks is the first time he's wrestled without the rest of uh, the South Pacific Power Trip. They're now back in New Zealand. And this match was fucking brilliant. Um, one of the best moments of the match was Trent Seven actually like backing off from Travis Banks. And Travis Banks is just trying to walk him down. And Trent Seven's throwing fans off of their chairs, picking their chairs up and trying to throw them at Travis Banks to keep him back. And he's just batting them away with his arm and just not breaking eye contact with him, just being the most intense, scary man in the room. Like Travis Banks is absolutely brilliant. Uh, this match was really good. Um, there was another Super Strong Style 16 tournament match, uh, qualifying match, which Nathan Cruz defeated Spud. That was fine. Like Spud did his baby fa- like baby face in peril thing. Nathan Cruz, I've always been a fan of. He's just very good at what he does. Um, this was a great match. So Spud's going by Rockstar Spud, isn't he? Yeah, still? he's Rockstar Spud. But is he doing any Rockstar stuff, or is he? Uh, he comes out in like leather jacket and stuff, and he's he's like, imagine just a basic baby face version of like it's almost like back when he was Spud in like one PW and stuff. I do not owe you money. There we go. Um, he, he does all the baby face and peril stuff, and Spud's really great when he wants. To, like he's always great. Like yeah, you know, yeah. He's just one of those people, and he's just good at what he does. I just don't and, like his name. Yeah, because he got. Cause I'm, like, yeah, I'm completely used to it. It's been like yeah, t- if, he cha- years. if he changed, if he changed it, <laughs> it'd be weird. But when he changed to Rockstar Spud, I feel he should have changed his name to something else. I know because it kind of worked because it's such like a shitty little name. Like, yes, yeah, <laughs> considering his character and everything. But anyway, that match was great. Uh, Matt Riddle defeated Tyler Bate by DQ. This match was absolutely phenomenal. Like, it, it was, I, I was like, this match would be great, but it was even better. It was so much better than I expected it to be. The only problem was, it was in a situation where Tyler Bate's not really going to lose because he's WWE champion and all that. So Trent said, uh, Matt Riddle got him in the bro mission, his finish, which is a twister, if you remember that from oh, yeah, I know what twister uh, the Eddie is, yeah. Bravo yeah. submission. Uh, and Trent Seven came out and broke it up. World title match. Uh, Pete Dunne defeated Mark Andrews and Mark Haskins in a freeway. Uh, also brilliant. How could it not be with these three guys? They just went all out. I thought going into this, because Progress sent a tweet out before the show saying tonight feels like it's going to be a big night. And in my head, I did the maths of if Pete Dunne's winning the WWE title next weekend, maybe they don't want the WWE champion to also be the Progress champion because then it makes it more difficult with who he can lose the belt to and all that stuff. So maybe he's going to lose tonight, and it's just how it's worked out. He didn't. The uh, the big thing is, so the match was really great. Um, this will be up on Progress on Demand by the time this comes out, so go, go and watch it if you can. thing is, Dan, there's plenty of people that work for WWE UK who've got yeah. contracts 
the work of progress. Yeah, but so then there's people like Mark Haskins and a few others who they might want to put the title on, or even Matt Riddle, even though he's the Atlas champion. Yeah, but at the we moment. just spoke about William Eva held it for a show, so they could yeah. easily give it to one guy for a show and, and then, then move it, it on to somebody else. Yeah. yeah um, but after this, so British Strong Style came out and attacked Andrews and Haskins. Uh, Matt Riddle tried to come out and make the save. They attacked him as well. And then some music played that no one recognised, and CCK made their debut. Uh, CCK is Chris Brooks and Kid Lycos. Uh, they're normally heels everywhere, but they're babyfaces in progress, and they got a ridiculous reaction. Like Even I kind of jumped up. I was excited to see them. And they came out and cleared the ring, um, did their crazy tag finish, which is uh, Co- Chris Brooks puts Kid Lycos on his shoulders and then throws him off into a code breaker and then does a senton. Um, just ridiculous, sick tag moves. Um, yeah, so CCK are in progress now and are going to be a big deal by the looks of it. And it's about time they got like this style of a big reception because they're an absolutely brilliant tag team. Yeah, so a uh, good night. Yeah, yeah, I, I had a really great time. I, I always have a good time at progress. I think this might have... This and the Sheffield show, because I've never been to the London shows. I've only been to the ones outside London. This and the Sheffield show are on par for me. Because the Sheffield show had two really, really great matches to end it, whereas this was just a great show overall. So is it zero stars or four and three quarters? Four and three quarters. Do you have, do you have a British match of the week? Um, I will give it to... British match of the week. I'll give it to Trent Seven versus Travis Banks. Cool. I felt that was a really great match, and I'm getting to see it again at Fight Club Pro this week, which I'll talk about on next week's show. Cool. Um, so this would usually be the point you do the Japanese segment, but just... I know we quickly mention at the start but just let people know what's happening where they can find the other show yeah. if you subscribe you'll have already seen the first episode which was a preview so where show can they subscribe to us podbean uh, yes on iTunes. podbean itunes uh scriber i forgot the name of the other place we put it up but yeah if you go to rogueumble.weebly.com all the links are there um i'm starting to do the japanese section because we're it's best of super juniors going on at the moment the first show was the day we recorded sorry to date the show um <laughs> so we've so we decided instead of having it on the show and trying to fit a whole week's worth of shows because there's so much going on instead every few days I'm going to put out a new episode of that um, if you subscribe or go to rogueumble.weebly.com you'll be able to find all the stuff there and all the best of Super Junior stuff there and it'll probably continue through the G1 as well which will be in July cool right so um, after the break we're going to talk about Avengers 2003 and see Vince McMahon beat a one-legged man up <laughs> lovely the best looking man, the best dressed man, long limousine, jet airplane, custom made clothes, and any Welcome back to the Royal Grumble. I've been here all the time. It's me, Graham. Hello, everyone. All right. Where, right. Have, you, where have you been? Uh, I went for a big drive into the town centre. Oh, yeah? Yeah. What do you think I was going to say? I don't know. I uh, just wonder where you, you are. You are in Daryl's normal seat. I'm in Daryl's. So. Sorry, yeah, you're right. Oh, racial slurs. <laughs> Homosexual <laughs> people are bad for some reason. <laughs> I never said that. I said, what are you talking about? Well, you, well. Not so. on air. <laughs> what? We're talking about Vengeance 2003. Yeah. Uh, Daryl's giving me some helpful notes here. Um, <laughs> Have I? I'm noticing the first one. Uh, it's just a dark match. Isn't yeah. It? How did you find? How did you find that? It's a Wikipedia. 
Oh, you've just you've written, you've either written part of this on just to tease me, or you actually did it. Either way, we'll find out. Um, <laughs> what bit's that? I'm not reading out loud. <laughs> I, I, you think I'm playing your little games? Whatever. So that, that, that one's just for us. Yeah. So SmackDown <laughs> pay per view backlash is coming up. So we're talking about Vengeance 2003, which is the first SmackDown pay per view ever that doesn't count Insurrection 2002. Okay. So that's why. First match is Ultimate Dragon against Chris Canyon. <laughs> uh, that happened. It happened. It's not on the. It's not on the telly broadcast. So no. Why are we talking about that? I just wrote it down because I thought uh, it was funny. Uh, shall I read exactly what you wrote? If you want. Okay. So this is Daryl's writing, not me. And obviously, it's, it's, it's I'm not on my his, words though. I'm on his mic, so they're Daryl's words. Well, <laughs> could you read that for me, please? I don't know what it says. Oh, do you know what to read? I'm it? Not it, your own so. writing. Lol, gay is what you wrote here. <laughs> <laughs> Which one? Oh dear. I don't know. Whichever one identifies as homosexual. Oh, okay. Well, one of them identifies as dead. So oh yeah, good point. There is that. Uh, speaking of dead, next... <laughs> well, look at the note for the next one. <laughs> literally, yeah, literally. Lol dead is the note for the opener, which is Eddie Guerrero against Chris Benoit. Uh, yeah, so... like, right I did, I'll level with you. I didn't watch this match specifically because it's him. I, I did. This match was really great and it was more for Eddie Guerrero than the other person. And this is me saying it who like, was a big fan of saw, the other person. I saw highlights of it and Eddie yeah. Guerrero did his lie and cheat and steal thingy. Yeah, it, it was a lot of Eddie trying to cheat his way into the title and uh, Benoit trying to fight him. And then eventually um, Rhino surprising everyone and turning on Benoit. And Can I just start this off, him. by the way, by saying that Vince McMahon definitely has a big wank over this pay-per-view. Like, <laughs> yeah, he, he, he definitely watches this all the time. Do you know what I mean? Like when In his private moments where he's like, oh, God. Vengeance 2003. Oh, oh, I love the show. I'm I'm on the show. Yeah, you have to turn on the volume yeah. I, down. I was going to say before this, out of all the times when we've done a little standalone old pay-per-view and stuff, I think I've enjoyed this one the most. It's actually a really quality pay-per-view. Yeah, it's pretty good, isn't it? Like, but for so many different reasons. <laughs> it, it was pretty good. Um, but yeah, this match was all right. It, it, it was a really good opener. And it's yeah. just a shame that we can't properly enjoy it. Yeah. Did you enjoy this match, Bastard. Carol? I'm not a bastard. No, not you. Well, he is though. Yeah, bit. okay, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah well, we'd say it every time, Benoit just fucks it up, doesn't he? Yeah, pretty much. Because like, I want to say I enjoyed it, but that means I enjoyed the works of a killer. <laughs> you could, you can... A famous killer died this week, but um, I don't know if we want to talk about that. He's not no. a wrestler. No, no. All right, move no. on then. No, let's but, move on. But like, you wouldn't say you enjoyed his work, would you? Well... I don't. I don't know how many matches he had, but like, yeah, but you wouldn't. I say mean, his work would. rate wasn't great. Exactly. He wrote a book. Of course, you've read the book. <laughs> of course, you have. I studied this stuff. Not the point. Like, Any I, excuse. I've got a degree in like <laughs> this oh, I've got thing. A degree in this thing. <laughs> like, I actually studied him. I studied him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, yeah. But anyways, but you won't say you were. I've arrived book, in a mature no, no, mood, it, as it, you can it, tell. It was. It was really worrying that someone would actually publish it. Exactly. So it, I, it was about the mind of a killer. It's it's awful to read. Yeah, so like uh, it's just oh, it's just very difficult. Really bad. It's just very say. difficult to say you, that I enjoyed this match because yeah. I know only half of him killed the wife and child, but um, it's still it, difficult. It's the same reason that when watching like a smaller wrestler who's very intense, like Travis Banks, who we're talking about in the first half, you can't say you can't compare him to that one. You have to compare him to Dynamite Kid instead. And Dynamite Kid. Well, used to, well do you want to compare yeah. him to the Dynamite Kid? Yeah, I mean the dynamite kid. All he left out of the two, out of the two. Oh yeah, you're right. Where the scales are slightly balanced. One of them went through with it. Uh, Yeah, out out of the two, one of them doesn't have a sky (laughs) sky subscription. Yeah, one one of them could afford his sky bill. So 
you know, point to Benoit. Yeah. Right, so moving on from Benoit, yeah, let's, let, let, let's talk about um, <laughs> the match where they're going to have a shag if the other one... Oh, my <laughs> God, this was so bad. You were so excited about this match. Oh, right? this I mean, they're so excited. I mean, if you, even, you, you were, even you thought this was disgusting. So. <laughs> a little bit. Yeah. I mean, I'm not saying you didn't enjoy it. Jamie Noble against Billy Gunn. <laughs> what the fuck's this? Oh. <laughs> even, do you know, I, even when I read it on the card, I was like, oh, that's an odd match to have. And then you I, I want to take back my previous was. statement, because this, this is awful. Yeah. <laughs> Jamie, this was really, really bad. Jamie Nova versus Billy Gunn. The, uh, so the stipulation is, um, so Billy Gunn's with Tory Wilson, and the stipulation Right, is, first of all, how? Like, I don't care. Billy, come on. <laughs> well... You know yeah. they book angles and stuff, right? <laughs> I, I could buy Balls Mahoney and Kelly Kelly more than I could buy Billy Gunn and uh, Tory Wilson. I'll explain for why, right? Right. Because Balls Mahoney's way too weird that he almost comes back round to being like, well, she must be mental. You know what I mean? But she likes she Billy likes Gunn's just, a bad boy. just mildly attractive enough, but not attractive at all. So he's like, he's one of those blokes who ooh, thinks. Oh, well, hello. Well, obviously. I mean, you know, you know how much I like Billy Gunn. He's you, my are, you are an ass man. He is my, fa- <laughs> he is my favorite Dolph Ziggler tribute act several years before Dolph Ziggler did all of his things. But like, Billy Gunn is one of those blokes who thinks he's attractive. So, like, he's just the wrong level of thinking he's attractive but not being attractive whereas at least Balls Mahoney's like I probably smell a piss <laughs> you know I shut myself daily uh, uh, I'm lost, a heroin addict lost all my teeth because of the smack um, can I tell the listeners what the stipulation was yeah sorry yeah right. please so the stipulation was if Jamie Noble defeated Billy Gunn he would get to have sexual relations with Tory Wilson Tory Wilson had no say in the matter <laughs> well, she in the, in the video she's the one who presents that stipulation Okay, so she she's like, say the matter, if but... you can beat my guy, I'll fuck you. That's not exactly what she said, yeah. but that's what she said. And it was just like, oh dear. We, we've Sisters come so... are doing it for themselves. <laughs> we've Hashtag come feminism. So Hashtag Jamie Noble sexual party. Hashtag was the, women's uh, revolution. <laughs> the promo later in the show where Jamie Noble calls over some random guy and is like, look at this, Tori Wilson, play by play, mate. I'm going to get, I'm not just going to get to look at her. I'm going to get to touch whatever I want. <laughs> and the only like elbows, the, near, the nearest thing to any sort of like, Name. maybe this is a bit weird is Michael Cole on commentary saying, are they going to do it live on SmackDown? Will there be a camera? <laughs> oh, do you dear. Know, I was actually bring up, uh, I was actually going to bring up earlier on. Like I, I, I don't mind Michael Cole back here apart from that specific comment. And the, like, and the, uh, I was going to bring up his facial hair too. Oh the, well, yeah, the I mean, Guido for the Guy Fox thing. His facial hair is ridiculous, but like this is back when Michael Cole's still quite excited, and he's now in charge of like SmackDown or whatever. So he's a bit like, oh, this is our thing, like compared to now where yeah. he's he's just lost all will to live. <laughs> Apart from when he goes to England, he likes in England, and even JR's taken well, that off him. Did you talk about that? No, you no, didn't talk about JR being on Takeover. No. no what's do you do out when I'm not here? Come well, on. Yeah, yeah. yeah can, you not, can, you, can you not read what we no, wrote? No, I can't read what you wrote. <laughs> For legal reasons, I cannot read what you wrote. I already read two things you wrote, and I'm iffy on those. Pleasure centre based. <laughs> the next match was the. Graham Apple. can't wait to listen to this show back to see what he missed. The next match was the. I, I can't, have you put me on the same show as that stuff? Come on. <laughs> the next match was the Apple Invitational Barroom Brawl. The what? Apper. Okay. Always pounding ass. <laughs> There's a lot of ass pounding. Right. It's Billy gone. What, you I was say, life well, obviously, I mean... Yeah. But... Maybe that's what Tori Wilson was into, so that's why she went with the ass man. We'll come back to the ass pounding later Can we just on. point out that Jamie Noble won? 
Yeah, yeah, yeah you did win. So that, yeah, well, I thought that was made clear. And uh, he's going to absolutely ruin her. <laughs> and also, oh, the thing we forgot to talk about in all this as well. <laughs> the thing we forgot to mention, Jamie Noble has a girlfriend in storyline too, and she comes out to try and cost him the match, yeah. but he still wins. And then when when he's doing the promo, he says, I get to touch the play-by-play, mate. The guy goes, well, what about Nidia? He's like, oh, she'll get over it. <laughs> also, she's Nidia. Like, so look, look don't at, forget that. Yeah, I'm, I'm trading up here. <laughs> uh, Jamie Noble debuted as Nidia's boyfriend. X-Pac shagged Nidia. Did he? He claims it. Yeah, he claims a she lot. He should though. get checked. Yeah. It claims it was just it claims the money was just resting in his account. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was just it was just uh just uh bodybuilding powders. Hold on, X Pack. Uh, <laughs> so the AP invitational. Yeah, I, I have an issue with this. Okay. Right. Can I just Yeah. Right. So Joe I gave him and if you listen, you'll have got it an answer to a quiz question. Yes. Another answer to a quiz question is gonna be who can name the most participants in <laughs> The, the Invitational. Right. Th- there was a reference on commentary during this match. You won't be allowed notes during it. Oh, so that's... What? Yeah, actually, more with the arse pounding stuff, they make a direct reference that maybe the Basham's woman who's with him, Shaniqua, probably does it to them. Well, that yeah. was the thing, weren't it? They were yeah. like, she was like a dominatrix, weren't Into she? Into pegging, apparently. Yeah. Pegging. Or she had a massive black dick. <laughs> he said... Right, do you know, I was about to tell him off saying pegging. Why do you always... <laughs> why? Is, do you know what? It's like you can't... You can't even let him... You can't no. even let him be worse than you. No. you know, it's li- I'm, supposed to be, I'm supposed to be worse over here. I'm sat in your hey, place today. What adults do in the privacy of their yeah. own bedroom. Why are we going to tell him off the same pegging? Yeah. Well, it's fine, you know. If you want to do that, it's not fine. nice. We talked about the Moors murderer earlier. <laughs> That's not nice. You did. You got less indignant about the Moors murder than you did about <laughs> about pegging. I'm, anno- I'm annoyed. That's what your G spot is? What? What? <laughs> <laughs> can I? Can I? Ex- can I explain my issue with this match? <laughs> yeah, go on. Right. It's nothing to do it with wasn't the enough match. pegging. Right. It's nothing. It's just not nice. It's nothing. <laughs> it's nothing to do with them. I mean, what? Yeah, but they can do what. But so don't you judge them for it. That's what I'm saying. So, right. yeah. Especially you, Daryl. Don't oh, judge anyone. Go- yeah. right. You were having a go at Shaniqua, saying she's got a willy. I said she might have. Well, how do you know? Well, she, well know why she would you assume them. that? Does she I identify that it. way? Did you just assume her gender? Yeah. He's, he's trying to, he's trying to out. Are you, you going to be Piers Morgan here? What? Because he, he, cla- oh, he claimed no. yeah, earlier today to be. A, 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 right. <laughs> also, it was yesterday. Whatever. Can I point out that we, as soon as yeah. you say that name three times, you know how we had the what culture ban? Until any of us give Piers Morgan money, we're not allowed to talk about That's twice. Him. Are you kidding? We're going to end the podcast. I thought that ban was over. No, no, not them. Not them. Okay. No. But okay, the other one, it, it's complete ban until someone gives him any money. Yeah. What? No, no, he doesn't want money. He craves attention. That's okay. what he feeds off of. No more attention. That and children's blood. Uh, <laughs> API invitation. Yeah, can I have a... Right, okay. Bradshaw didn't have a moustache <laughs> and he was blonde. A moustache? Yeah, must. Fuck off. <laughs> Bradshaw didn't have a tash and he was blonde, so it's not the APA. Thing. Yeah, he was JBL, wasn't he? Well, I, no, he was... But that's no, this my was, point. This, yeah. this was pre-JBL. Exactly, that's the problem. Was it's it, not proper Bradshaw if it doesn't have a moustache. This would have been... What month did this pay-per-view happen? It was in? July. It was July. And the reason I know it's July is because I saw the WrestleMania 20 side in the crowd. Oh, I did this as well, thing, yeah. And I was like, oh, I wonder when this was. They had it up on all year, didn't they? Yeah. And, it was weird, that. Yeah, mm. and it was just a few months after WrestleMania. Yeah. Yeah, because uh, when we were talking about the opening match, I said to Daryl, isn't it weird that these two will both be champion in less than a year? Or Farouk? No, the about match. the opening match. Oh. Isn't it weird that like, the opening match will be the 
champions. Not Billy Gunn and Jamie Noble, champion of having no, sexual no. intercourse with Tori Wilson. And then it, it, it gets weird. I don't even buy that, that Billy Gunn had sex with Tori Wilson in the storyline. No. And they told us he probably did. Yeah. It's happening. Probably just mates, aren't they? Probably, yeah. Like Chuck Palumbo and that bird. Which Who was it? Michelle McCool. Like Mick Foley and women. She's into guys with bikes, isn't she, Michelle McCool? Yeah, she is a bit, yeah. Yeah. Got a, got a point about with that. Bikes and women, bikes yeah. and yeah. wives of their own. Right, can we talk about the Avatar <laughs> Invitation? Yeah, yeah, yeah I've, got, I've got the list of people here. Go on then. Um, so you've got Bradshaw Farouk, obviously. obviously. Brother oh. Love. Half sure. Shannon Moore. Doink the Clown. Portrayed by Eugene, I believe. Yeah, I think this is Dinsmore, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, Nunzio. Inside a name. Matt Hardy. Danny Basham. Doug Basham. Easter Bunny. That's his yeah, debut, isn't that's it? That's different to The Bunny. Yeah, <laughs> is it, oh, completely different. Oh, See, right. It's the Easter Bunny that used to be on the JBL and Cole show. Sean O'Hare. John Hennigan, which you'll know as Johnny Mitro. Yeah, this is back, This jo- is John tough Morris enough, John Hennigan, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Johnny Mundo. Orlando Jordan. Of course. <laughs> Funaki. Number one announcer. Conquistador Uno and Conquistador Dos. Who was playing them? I don't know. Because it can't have been Chris Daniels, can it, by this point? I don't know. Because it was uh, at one point either. it was Aaron Aguilera and Chris Daniels, but I don't think it was them by this point. No, it'd have been like Ring of Honor started by this point. Had it? Oh, so yeah, two fa- yeah, two yeah, yeah. It started oh. two, didn't it? All right then. Uh, Brooklyn Ring Brawler, great bunch of lads. <laughs> Johnny the Bull Stamboli, Chuck Palumbo, Matt Capitelli, Spanky, and Chris Canyon. Right, have you ever seen Matt Capitelli's big scar on his head? Right, because you know he had like that brain thing. Yeah, right. It, the scar in his head is mental. Honestly, like I don't know how he's alive. Like, I, there's no, there's no joke to this. Literally, I used to have him on MySpace. That's how long ago it was. And I remember like one day he just posted the picture of his scar, and it's like mental. It's like looks like goalposts. Oh. Okay, so I don't know how reliable <laughs> Wikipedia is. Bearing in mind anybody can edit it. Yeah, but I've, I've clicked on Conquistador Uno and Dose to see uh-huh. if it gave me a list of people who have played him. Yeah. And it goes straight to two different wrestlers' pages, so I assume that these are the ones that played him on this night. Yep. And you would never guess. Um, okay. I, so, I would, because I've got it loaded, so I'll let him Okay. Try. Well, no, there's no point in letting him try, yeah. okay? Right. So one of them is Rob Conway. Okay. And the other one is Johnny Jeter off of the Spirit Squad. Oh, Johnny Jeter. Yeah. Johnny off of the Spirit Squad. Yeah. He, he was one Johnny. of the many... He was one of the many ones that was going to succeed. There was him and Kenny, and I think... Nicky. No, he wasn't going to succeed. That's no, the whole point. And still hasn't. <laughs> I don't think he ever came back from OVW, did he? No. No. Anyway. This match is a bit of a laugh. Yeah. I'm annoyed it, that it, it wasn't sort of backstage, if I'm, if I'm honest. But, you know, it's fine. Yeah, the set was kind of weird, wasn't it? Yeah. It was... But then this is when they had enough money to do stuff like that, even though they were losing it. But also, I think if it was backstage, it would have got booed by the live crowd. You know, like the uh, oh, yeah. of Horrors That's thing. right, because that's the reason no, but... that I got booed. Yeah. Did you know that? <laughs> Off of Bring It to the Table. I didn't watch Bruce. Yeah, well, yeah, you didn't. Again, you wasted. Your, you would have wasted your time if you had. So you were right not to. But on that, they were like talking about the house horror much. What? And they were basically going, was it wank? And they went, oh, the reason people didn't like it is because it was because uh, it was taped backstage. It's nothing because we don't like tape programming. Yeah, and they're like, yeah, it's true that Game any live crowd piss. will boo anything that's sort of taped that they have to stand and watch, but not if it's all right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just to break off, um, Simon Gotch did an interview where he talked about. Final deletion. And how he so everyone was sat watching it and John Cena walked in and said, What's this? And apparently Simon Gotch said to him, Imagine the worst thing WWE have done, but it's good. So John Cena's like, sounds like I need to watch that. And he came back a week later and was like, Brilliant that mate. Right. Okay, <laughs> I'll stop you right there because Simon Simon Gotch and John Cena aren't mates. So that's 
that's like Simon Gotch heard somebody say that to John Cena. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I, yeah. I believe Simon John Gosh Cena. Is like, I do know Bono. <laughs> <laughs> I mean John O Cena. <laughs> it was probably it was probably the edge that, uh, that, that said it to him. <laughs> uh, uh, double reference, Edge is a wrestler. So that's what? Anyway. Uh yeah, this match we're alright. Yeah, alright, let's move on. Got Brother Love in it and that. Oh, yeah, shame. <laughs> Zero stars. Brother Love used to be business partner with JBL. What, an actual one? Yeah, in real life, yeah. Uh, Fun right. fact for you there. That's why they were last two. Yeah. Is that why he's got no money and has to do a podcast now? Yeah. Yeah, and has to work for TNA. TNA. Tag team titles. It's Shelton, Benjamin, and Charlie Haas, Team Angle. Still Team Angle at this no, point? No, world's greatest tag team at this point. Oh, I actually yeah. literally forgot. Like got the maroon and silver. Oh, so yeah. Single oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, former team angle, now the world's greatest tag team against Rey Mysterio and Billy Kidman. Uh, Billy Kidman's best theme music ever. I notice you've, you've, you've underlined that. Is this Billy Kidman's You Can Run It If You Want To? It uh, is. Yeah, <laughs> that is amazing theme music that does not in any way suit Billy Kidman. No, it was, it was really wasted on him, weren't it? It really was. They could have given it to somebody else. Anyone better. Yeah. Many better people. Yeah. Yep. Uh, yeah, Filthy right. animals, isn't it? Yeah. Not calling them that, though, are they? They, re- they made the they said these were the yeah, filthy animals in WCW. Yeah. yeah, don't go back and watch that stuff though. Rey Mysterio's never took his mask off. No, yeah, that that <laughs> did amuse me actually. Yeah, why they reference referencing the stuff where Rey Mysterio's got lo- lo- I suppose it was a time where that stuff was less readily available. Oh, you're a good point. You yeah. might be able to find them in bargain bins or something. Like remember WCW? Here's a pound. Here's a pound. Yeah, remember WCW? The bloke on Raw runs it. <laughs> Probably still does. Yeah, that's all right. Yeah, yeah, it was really good. I, I really like the fact that they took a lot of time to talk about how all like the accolades in the past of Shelton Benjamin, Charlie Hassan make them out to be a, like very accomplished athletes, which they were outside of WWE, to really put over. But then also putting over Rey Mysterio and Billy Kidman as these underdogs who could possibly cause an upset. And it's like, oh, I forgot when we used to like promote both people in the match and make them both be really great rather than talking about how skinny Finn Balor is and how he's too small. Sorry, that was a personal thing from this week. <laughs> really? What gave it away? The <laughs> bit about Finn Balor being it, skinny yeah, and small. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Oh, he lost to Roman Reigns in that, didn't he? That's a bit yeah. Shame. Yeah, we didn't talk about Raw in the first half. Oh, uh, yeah. Because I didn't watch it and I don't give a fuck about Raw. <laughs> yeah. It wasn't very good. Yeah. SmackDown wasn't either. No. I- AJ Styles lost to Jinder Mahal. <laughs> <laughs> what? AJ Styles <laughs> lost to Jinder Mahal. <laughs> Are you actually fucking kidding me? No, I'm serious. I'm deadly serious. Who's your god now? AJ Styles <laughs> lost in the main event of SmackDown to Jinder Mahal. I'm not doing this anymore. <laughs> Kevin Owens hitting with a title belt. Does that help? No. What? What are you doing? Got I'm something on my screen. I, something's appearing on my screen. Oh, kinky. <laughs> it, it's still my Fitbit. Nah, 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 nah. Well, obviously. It's saying, please do something. Sorry, hold on. I'm, I'm in Daryl's seat. Oh, you've been wanking a lot. Oh, <laughs> joke about masturbation. It so actually tells you in the guide to put it on your less dominant hand, so that's obviously what that means. Okay. Yeah, but I want my less dominant hand to give it more strength. Is, is, <laughs> <laughs> He's back. I thought you He's were back. going to the whole like, oh, you know, it's, it's a little treat. <laughs> no, that's when you sit on your own to make it dead. <laughs> <laughs> what do you call that? I d- Do you not have a name for no, it? No, no. Oh, right. I thought you would have known the name. Is no. there a name? I don't know. 
Uh, I feel like you should know. Um, this, this is actually a good segue into yeah, a good segue next. into, and I'll read exactly what Daryl's written here verbatim. <laughs> Sable versus Stephanie McMahon, scissor <laughs> in a no count out match. Yeah, no count out match because that's a match. Yeah, um, can I point out? Stephanie weren't as attractive as I remember her. This is it? part one of uh, yeah, but this, she's wearing that weird outfit though. Isn't yeah, that's she? what I mean. Yeah, part, this is part and, one and of the, the reason that Vince the new McMahon, boobs haven't. Oh, you're properly, just going to talk over me. That's cracking. Well done. Good radio <laughs> hosting. Um, <laughs> this is part one of the reason why Vince McMahon masturbates to this pay per view because you guarantee his daughter's in it. <laughs> yeah, obviously touching another woman that he also wanted to shag and probably touched up a bit. So that's libel. I don't care. <laughs> don't tell Barack. <laughs> I'm only kidding. It's, libel's written down. It's slander. Yeah, a, a new boobs haven't settled in yet, so they were still a bit. Yeah. Which one? Stephanie. Oh yeah. But yeah, this this match was a thing that happened. Uh, you remember back when they were allowed to get like big blokes to just smack women? Yeah. <laughs> oh, funny as fellow A Train. <laughs> <laughs> I knew that's the bit you two would really enjoy, like A Train suddenly pop up and running through her. Yeah, because I didn't remember anything about this show. So the fact that <laughs> halfway apart, like the end of this match, just this random fat airy ball bloke just turns up and just plows this woman down. It's like, oh, this doesn't happen anymore. Yeah, knocks them down specifically. To be clear, plows yeah. a plows a could be imply something else. That- Only if you're crude. Oh, yeah. I am. You know I'm in your seat. Can remember like the big bump Stephanie took this year when she went like, through a table, yeah. accidentally knocked up, knocked by two people into a table. Yeah. yeah, like this bump was way bigger than any bump she's taken in years. Yeah, well, she shouldn't like, have to take bumps, though, should she? No, I mean you know she should do something when she's emasculating people. Or, yeah, she, she took that one bump in that match that she beat Brie Bella in. Yeah, <laughs> remember that? Yeah. Not only did she destroy her husband, she also beat his wife. That went well. <laughs> Oh, wait, oh dear. Yeah, this was a thing. Caesar. <laughs> I have nothing Sable, else to add. Yeah, Sable and Stephanie and yeah, I didn't really pay much attention to this match. So, um, so um, they showed the preview video before the match and Stephanie's trying to batter Sable. 10 minute she, free preview. Wait, when she's chasing her down the hallway, is it? Well, and, she rips the top off. Yeah. Yeah, what was the deal with that? Like, I don't know, because then it happened in the match, didn't it? Like she, she yeah. went to rip the top off and I then... I see it's all like... Well, she was like passed it up or whatever. Like, it, obviously, it's on the WWE network anyway. So, like, but yeah, I, I don't remember the specifics of the situation. Also, I've realised like what what stage I'm at. Daryl, I expected you to be the expert on this, by the way. I was like more like I didn't even pay. T- I didn't realise she'd turn the shirt off at first because I was more thinking like, what's she doing running in high heels like that? Like, if you're gonna chase someone, take the high heels heels off. You'll catch her. He said they're right. both struggling to run down the hallway. It looks yeah. silly. That was that was what I took away from oh, that yeah, rather than that tits. Was what was silly about this? <laughs> oh, Sorry, yeah. yeah. This took place uh, the Sunday after Linda McMahon got tombstone by Kane. Oh yeah, just as a reference because Excellent. there's a backstage segment where Stephanie's having an interaction with Vince, and Vince is like, "You've got to prepare your match," and she's like, "Yeah, what well, you booked me in, and I've got to prepare for my match, which you booked yourself in." <laughs> <laughs> and then it, she, there's loads of flowers. Uh, on the table oh, and, he's, and, he's, good. and he's like I've bought you flowers and she's like oh thanks and looks at these massive bunch of roses and went, oh they're not for you they're for Sable and he just pulls out these flowers that he looks like he's got off a fucking lamppost <laughs> <laughs> just goes here the dried <laughs> that was pretty good okay, this is like absolutely just Vince McMahon just I, I like himself. it when Vince is mental it's almost more entertaining in a way like when he blatantly indulges himself like he has on this pay-per-view it's more interesting than when he sort of quietly indulges himself yeah yeah and he's he's fully capable of being the idiot and stuff which is great yeah he can show ass literally in some cases 
Uh, speaking of arse, I want to come back to arse now, obviously, because <laughs> okay. it's The Undertaker against John Cena. Yeah. And The Undertaker's theme tune, which you've <laughs> written down as the best theme music ever. Yeah. Uh, which is always kicking asshole's ass. Yeah. That's just... No, does it always kicking ass all day? Is it? No. Always kicking ass all day. Not Definitely doesn't say day. It doesn't say always kicking assholes ass. Right. It doesn't make sense. You fill. I'll get it up. Okay. I really enjoyed this match. Not my penis. Like this match was really, really good. I thought. How uh, would we fill I your quite penis? liked it. What? Oh. I won't get it. Get it. It was a pun on erection. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, get this match was really great. Erection. So this this was like not that early in John Cena's career because he was falling to Doctor Fugonomics, but. This might have been one of the bigger matches he'd had at this stage. Well, and it, it was, was really, really good. Yo, know, Taker did that match with Jeff Hardy, didn't it? Yeah. Uh, in 02 when he went champ. Then he did another match with Cena. I don't know if it was in 02, but it was 02-ish. Hmm. And uh, it was when Cena was a face and he wore the shorts. You know, yeah. He had loads of different colour shorts, didn't he? Bike shocks. Yeah. Um, and then Cena turned heel and there was a segment that showed it in the preview video with Undertaker with Orlando Jordan. Yeah. Could you describe the gesture I'm giving you, Daryl? It's the middle finger. Yeah. yeah. That is always kicking assholes' ass. So. Yeah. I don't think it is. It is. Are you are you on the wind up? Do I have to play it again? Unless yeah. he unless he says assholes fast, but he's got a shit accent. Last. I can hear. Definitely not day. So where you got day well, from? I don't think it's assholes' so. ass. You, you're wrong. Yeah but, yeah, but, yeah, but you're being a cunt. <laughs> I am, but yeah, you're still but wrong. You're, so. you're being a cunt. Well, so. Yeah. It's got very real. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I am right, though. But you're being a cunt. But that's not an answer to my question. Right. I, I'm on <laughs> Metro lyrics. But again, this a is... A cheap shot. Oh, yeah, fuck, it's just gone Exactly. It's a pop-up advert that's just come up, That's the it? way that you play the, the game. The show. I was blindsided. Things will never, ever be the same. Nice guys. It said they always finish last. But badasses always kicking assholes' ass. That's what I said. Well, I just don't, yeah, I that don't... makes more sense with the with how it's pronounced there. But how Mine's he sings it last. sounds weird. He's kicking assholes like assholes in you're an arsehole rather than actual like buttholes. It doesn't make sense. I don't think that's the lyric. He's kicking assholes. Mis- I think it's been misheard. Right, kicking I think, assholes' asses. I think if we're looking to how to make sense of theme tune lyrics, we're going to be here for quite a while. <laughs> we might have mean? to do a whole like another show on it. Yeah, yeah, I can't wait. Right, let's fucking do it. I don't think you want to do any show ever again. <laughs> just do a show well, just talking show. about all the uh, oh. great theme music. So this match got... Oh, it's not even on here. It's got cagematch.de up, by the way. I was just trying to find out the ratings. I, I really enjoyed this match. I thought yeah, it was I really it was good. Cracking, yeah. And it was definitely one of those that put Cena on the match earlier, I feel. Like, it, it put him on the map even, rather than the match. That well, it's like... Um, it's that quintessential sort of Cena 2003... Thugonomics sort of guy. I remember people at that time being really pissed off that like he didn't win. You know what I mean? Yeah, I can see yeah. that because he probably like, should have won. Yeah, it's like it's literally one of those things though. It makes me laugh now that like looking back on that, people were mega annoyed that this young sort of up and coming John Cena didn't get a win. <laughs> and then like a couple of years later, like, oh, I can't work. Why Part- can't he? Oh, he's, he's smiling all the time. He's a product of the machine. Oh, also, Cena wins. We like, we like Chris Jericho. <laughs> They did though. They did. 
Yeah, oh yeah, this bikes. Was the bikes. Yeah, go bikes. Yeah, right. So he brings the bike out. Okay, then it doesn't come down on bike. Now here's my question: Do you think it ran out of petrol? I'm just, I'm just floating it out there because he walked. Well, so it on, definitely fucked up, didn't it? Yeah, he did. I think and, it. I think what might have happened is he's had previous experience with bikes stalling, and rather than sit there awkwardly trying to restart it, he thought. I'm on pay-per-view, fuck this, and just got up off it. Yeah, but Michael Cole was like, Michael Cole covered it through fairly well to me. It was, it was like, but he says, he's not messing around with the bike. I'm like, why did he bring it out? Is it then? like when if he he's not messing around with the bike, he walks out, doesn't he? Is it like you know when I mean? Pyro fucked up and he stormed down got to set on fire. Cell? Yeah. <laughs> he got set on fire and he stormed down and they covered it with, oh, he's ready for this match. And actually, you know, his coat is burned to his skin. Tell you what, say what you like about Michael Cole, but he knows how to cover when the Undertaker's shit fucks up. <laughs> so... That's, yeah, this is my favourite match of the show. Yeah, actually. this, was, this so, was a really good match. I was looking forward to seeing it as well, because obviously we never will get now that massive John Cena and Undertaker match. Well, yeah. we, we had it here. Well, yeah. Suckers go <laughs> yeah, you're right. Time. Sorry, I apologise. This mid-card match on the, a SmackDown pay-per-view. Avengers 2003, the real quiz. <laughs> <laughs> you should have designed the poster. <laughs> uh, next... Uh, well, my match of the night, <laughs> <laughs> right? Because because I watched this with Dan and his girlfriend. Because, what? Yeah, and so yeah, and so Becky did not know what was coming. Amazing. Yeah, so of I, she didn't. I, I'd watched all the rest of the show up to this point, Amazing. and then I had to leave to get here. So, um, <laughs> yeah, so I watched the final two matches can here. I, can I and, read your note? Yeah, go on. <laughs> it's underlined Mister McMahon because we've got the whole card breakdown here. Underlined Mister McMahon and put a little note that says. Massive as fuck. I think the next one's more pertinent. <laughs> Zach Gowan, one leg. Just, just, in, <laughs> just in case you forgot. Case you just so, in case you're Johnny Ace and you didn't know which one-legged wrestler you'd signed. <laughs> so what happened as we were sat watching Just a it, quick reminder there that yeah. Johnny Ace signed the wrong one-legged wrestler one. <laughs> so we sat watching it and Daryl goes beforehand, does Becky know what's coming here? I went, no, she knows nothing about it. Great. So uh, we sat watching it, and Zach Gowan's coming down to the ring, and he, he's got both legs on. Yeah, he's got the yeah, and he's limping but, a bit. Yeah, he just, it looks like he's limping. Yeah, you know? and then the co- one of the commentators, I think it, it's Michael Cole, says this kid's been through a lot, had his legs amputated, and Becky just went, "Wait, what?" <laughs> <laughs> she like looked like, "Why know it? Wait, what did he just say?" Like she half heard it because she wasn't paying total attention to it. She's like, well, "What did that just say?" Like, You'll see. <laughs> and then he pulls his leg off. <laughs> Oh no! You should have been like, "Oh, that wasn't supposed to happen." Oh bloody hell! <laughs> and Tony Chimble sat ringside with his leg in his hand. Yeah, that, that's that's the best part. <laughs> when, when, when Vince goes outside and Chimble's just Chimble's sat there with job is to hold on. <laughs> he's just sat there with a leg across him, like looking up, like deer in headlights. Like, hi Vince. What's worse, being like Zach Gowan and you know having one leg—that's a bit of a shame. What being Chimble and having to hold Zach Gowan's leg? <laughs> that's all he's good for. <laughs> that's his job. <laughs> It's women's. Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so Vince was pretty fucking massive, weren't yeah, he? He's pretty yeah. large, yeah. He's Vince pre- looked like he was ready to pop. Fairly swollen, yeah. we would say. I, I point out his traps look so big that he looks like he's a smaller person trying to escape a large muscle suit. He wishes he was a smaller person trying to. Actually, that makes no sense. No, Phil, <laughs> carry on. Yeah, yeah, this this match was. How, how do you even begin to comment on a match where it's Vince McMahon beating up a one-legged man? Well, Vince tries to out-wrestle him and he does that spot where he does like a waist-lock takedown <laughs> yep. and then spins around on him and slaps him right back at head. Yep. Yeah, like he's an amateur wrestler. <laughs> he does it in like this really clunky slow-motion pace that was like you were trying to load it on like 3G on your phone. It was really awkward and just not quite right. This is Vince McMahon prior to his... Uh, famous ECW title reign as well, which I think really <laughs> we have already talked about why ECW were better then. By the way, yeah, well, yeah we, oh, <laughs> today, today. Yeah. brilliant, yeah. excellent. 
But um, yeah, this once match they add, was... once they add some of that on the network, like if, as soon as that proper ECW <laughs> goes up, we're doing some of that. We've got to, haven't we? Yeah, the best ECW. Mind your bingo hall. You know bollocks. what? All joking aside, I think I might have like the up to December of ECW somewhere on discs because I, I definitely stored them all as they were coming as it was on. So I probably do have all the episodes up until December to this member. He's calling you bluff. Royal Grumble, Royal Grumble exclusive. That's fine. Hey, I, I'm right off. I it. think I have them somewhere. I will try and search. But if it's like the old, oh, up to December to this member. Yeah. I don't want that. That's bad ECW. That's like <laughs> even worse ECW. It's trying to be the old one. No, once they sack it all off completely. Yeah, once, bring... ha- once Heyman gets out of there. Yeah, exactly. No, I, want, it... I want proper ECW with Ezekiel <laughs> Jackson and Armando Alejandro Estrada. And. Mm. Jack Swagger is Sylvester Turkey <laughs> and the new breed. <laughs> oh, Matt Stryker. Um, oh, yeah, sorry. So yeah, this match, right. I, I get the whole story with Zach Gowen. It's great and all, but. Yeah, he's, he's missing a leg. But then at the same time, it's like. <sighs> that is the whole story. Don't yeah. laugh. That's the whole story. I just kind of felt a bit awkward watching it the entire Why, time. Why? Because you were an old man beating up a kid yeah. with one leg. Yeah, it just feels awkward to me. And yeah, bit, I felt a bit dirty after watching it feels a bit awkward I felt dirty after watching the Sable match for a lot of different reasons <laughs> yeah but clean. we're not allowed to talk about them on here no like, it involves A-Train yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh oh hairy <laughs> so yeah Vince also did the fucking stupidest blade job I think I've ever seen he did the what so, the worst blade yeah, job ever so how they do it is Zach Gowan like drop kicked yes yeah, a drop kick um, that's most of his moves chair, by the way yeah. you wouldn't have thought that a man with one leg the main move for him would be the drop kick would you <laughs> yeah, it's not or very, the moonsault yeah because it's not very powerful a drop kick really, what no, we want for it's literally it. half a drop kick yeah. he drop kicks a chair into Vince's face and Vince like he's got his hand like over his head rather than like to his forehead he's got it this way and as he's you falling backwards you can't say this way on the yeah on, oh sorry so he's got his head his arm like going around the back of his head to his forehead down. yeah and he blades himself as he's falling down so he ends up digging in quite deep and bleeding like a fucking stuck pig yeah, the, the, this blade is probably his second worst blade job, isn't it? Because there's that one that Eddie Guerrero one. was like a year after this. Yeah. What? No, no, no. The, oh. Vin, the Vin, oh, yeah, Vince, Vince blade job where he's, he's you're talking about the Hogan up. one, aren't you? I think so. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. That, that not, one's amazing. I don't think he's as bad as that. But no, I think that one was deliberately bad in a way, though. Do you know what I mean? Just yeah. for that visual. This yeah. one like, but this one was like properly like pouring well, yeah, out. Yeah, it, it was dripping really bad. Fucking head. It was disgusting. And then. And, and then the finish was Zach Gowan missing the move and Vince just pins him. Of course he does, yeah. Because once, once Zach Gowan's missed his, I was going to say split like moonsault. <laughs> <laughs> you can't really split them when you've only got one. Uh, corkscrew moves. I guess the permanently split. Yeah, well, yeah. One of them's permanently split anyway. <laughs> one of them's three quarters somewhere. That's what you could have called it. Three quarters, because he's got, he's got that stump. Do we call it a stump? <laughs> I don't know what he wants to call it, mate. It's whatever. main event time. Whatever, yeah. All right, move on. Stumpy. <laughs> so again, uh, this is this is the final part of the Vince McMahon Masturbation Fest in that it's got Free Kurt Angle, lives. who Vince just loved all the time because he's like a real Olympic athlete. He's got Brett Lesnar, who is a real athlete and massive. A big show's massive. So Vince McMahon's wank fest. Big lads wrestling. Big lads. Triple threat. Um, well, big lads, plural. Yeah. You know, Kurt Angle's a bit little. So uh, Brock was champion going into this, and the story was Kurt was coming back from injury. Brock had helped him through the injury, but he got annoyed because Kurt said, "I want to go back for the title." And then Big Show come out and battered him around a bit. Was and Big Show? Big Show was like Vince McMahon's mate, I think, or something as well. 
He probably was like this. So- stuff like this just seemed to fly around, wasn't it? Can, like, could you seriously, from like memory, go through all the big shows' career in WWE? I'll level so with you. I only remember that and, from the start package yeah, of Vengeance. It's uh, so muddy and just all over the place. Well, more to the point, like I'm sure at this point, like all three of these were Vince's mate in SmackDown at one point, weren't they? Like, yeah, probably. You know what I mean? Like, definitely Brock and Vince were aligned at one point. Vince was the guy who said, do you want to go on Mrs.? And Brock said, yeah, go on then. And then he was like, oh, you can keep her. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He shagged Linda. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Stephanie. Oh, no, thanks. That's making it clear. That's Vince's missus. Oh, yeah. Anyway. Um, <laughs> so yeah this it looks match- like me. <laughs> this match was good. It's me talking about it. It was a really good main event. It was quite good to see, like these, like even Big Big Show. They did his spots well, where he just came in, did a few bits, and then got knocked out for a while to let the two people who everyone actually wanted to see wrestle wrestle. Yeah, because I think it's funny looking back at it now. You would look back at that and go, "Well, Big Show's there to take the pin." (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but like I think at that point, Brock and Kurt had had a few matches, so probably people were. I don't want to say sick of seeing them wrestle, but. It adds a different dynamic at the time to instead of seeing them wrestle one-on-one. Yeah. So uh, this was July, and WrestleMania 19 was April, I believe. Yep. Um, Kurt Actually, Ang- it might have been the end of March. Carry on. March, April. Roughly then. Yeah. Um, Kurt Angle went off for neck surgery after WrestleMania. Yes. And he came back and won the belt at this show. Yep. Um. In the opening package, there's all these, oh, you know, I, I, I do this and I, I strive for this and all this. And Catangle says, I fight through the pain to achieve the championship or whatever. I think he takes pills for the pain. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, if you want to break it down as specifically as that, no. Yeah, he doesn't fight through the pain. No. <laughs> With hindsight, we know this. It's yeah. fight. You know, those bottles are sometimes quite difficult to get off because they've got like kid-proof bottles so oh, mate, don't talk to me about Sudafed and kid proof bottles <laughs> I've, I've, I've got an out of date bottle because I couldn't open it <laughs> <laughs> excellent oh dear and Brock Brock eats the pin yeah yeah what the hell yeah because Brock weren't the unstoppable but he was a monster I looked at this I was like well Big Show's losing isn't he <laughs> you know what I mean he's there to take the pin from whoever wins no. Brock eats the pin yeah. what the hell but this is a really great match I thought it was really good uh, I think because at the time maybe people were getting a bit fed up of Kurt and Brock but Going back, this was really great. And it was good to see those two go against each other. Big Show wasn't like as bad as he would become before he got better again. He's in one of so, his good spells here, isn't he? Yeah, he's all right here. I mean, he's a bit big, but this is... Well, like he goes up and down, doesn't he? Like his debut was all right, and then he went down, and then like yeah. he went up a little bit about 2000, and then in 2001, he's just holding that kid in his shoulder at Sunday yeah. Night Heat, and then... Wait, wait. What what point was he at when he was teaming with Billy Gunn as the Shogun? I, I thought you were <laughs> going to ask... shortly after. That was, yeah, around the same time as holding the kid in the shoulder at WrestleMania So that 17. was after no, not his dad's funeral? Uh, where he rode off on the car. Well, I mean, nothing's better than that, you know. <laughs> you can't top it. I mean, really, if anything, all the rest of his career has been a way to make up the numbers. <laughs> but, yeah, but remember when he rode his dad's coffin? <laughs> he was the World Wrestling Federation champion. Big Boss Man was the number one contender. <laughs> That's a thing that happened. So after we've talked about this show, we're talking about now what's the SmackDown pay-per-view coming up. Yep. Where Jinder Mahal is challenging for the world title. Yeah, you're right. Uh, I wish I wish we Same could see... Same as it ever was. I, I wish we could see <laughs> Kurt Angle and Brock Lesnar and Big Show in the main event of this one. And I'm including like Cripple Kurt Angle and Fat Big Show and Brock Lesnar who only wants to do two moves. Right? Still, be- still a better main event than Jinder Mahal. <laughs> yeah, like so- Jinder. Well, you don't like him anymore after you pinned AJ Styles. Yeah, good point. Yeah, so I used to, I used to like Jinder. Yeah, don't hinder Jinder. No, 
Don't worry, you, you didn't predict him. What? Wait till you listen back. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, you think he's going to win, don't you? Uh, I've not done any predictions. Oh. You, you, you were it was the opening contest. Oh. The opening contest was predictions, me versus Oh, you, you. you thought you... Oh, hold on, I do think he's going to win. So there. You weren't here to do your prediction. Oh, you weren't here to do your... <laughs> <laughs> Wait till you hear some of your predictions. They're not written down, I don't think. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm just looking at some of this stuff and wondering what else you've made me say. <laughs> uh, anyway. Cracking scripts. Yes. Yeah, I enjoyed this one. Uh, I just should yeah. show this is probably the best one we've been at. Yeah, go back and watch Vengeance 2003. Even, the, even the bad the, stuff is fun. It definitely beats the piss out of Bad Blood 2003. That's for <laughs> yeah. sure. And it probably, like, when you've got... Have you got any songs with vengeance in it? Find a song with the word vengeance in it. I will do later. Yeah, get on I've it. I've got a few days to put it together. Yeah. I've already dated the show. It's oh, fine. Spoilers. Um, but yeah. Go back and watch it. There's there's a few awkward bits with women selling themselves and all that stuff, but otherwise it's fun. No, don't be fair. They're not selling themselves. I mean, there's there's no financial transaction, so it's all right. They're just putting themselves. No, he, he offered the money in the build up to it as you turn it down. Ah, uh, so she's but like, I, I don't do, want your money, actually, but I do want you to. It beat makes my sense now. No, I, I'm not a prostitute. I'll not do it for money. But if you beat Billy Gunn up, <laughs> yes, to be fair, yeah, you're in. <laughs> What's more valuable to her, like financial money, which you're in the she gets paid club, anyway. Mate. Or someone slapping Billy Gunn about a bit who's already like, oh, hello, I'm your boyfriend. <laughs> we got two words for you and it's ass man. She wants to be able to sit down properly. She's fed up with the ass man. man. Can I touch your ass again? No. Oh, I'm an ass man. I like to kiss him. I like to kick him. I'm Mr. Ass. That's me. Still a better gimmick. Michael Collins has have an argument about what she's wearing as well. <laughs> <sighs> but it's not like it's not like a thing where it's like oh is it too scantily clad she's got some pinstriped she hasn't shown enough flesh oh <laughs> she's got some pinstriped trousers on and Michael Cole dares to say oh she's got zebra stripes on and Taz then goes well they're not zebra stripes are they the pinstripes <laughs> and Michael's like well it's black and white he went, yeah but they're not he zebra got, are they he got all Yankee proud didn't he yeah <laughs> Taz taking issue is, is, is it a race thing yeah black and white and that Maybe, but he, yeah. d- he didn't say let the pigeons loose when she got into ring. So I weren't sure if it was Taz or not. Why is that his thing? <laughs> yeah, beautiful people. You don't really? watch. T- you didn't watch TNA. No, did you? I didn't. No. This was TNA during the proper Monday Night Wars. I literally, Velvet never. Sky still calls her fans pigeons. It's weird. Anyway, I think that's us. Yeah, yeah, I think it is. Yeah, crack it. What are we doing next week? Uh, Reviewing yeah. Backash. Reviewing Backash and uh, probably something else because unless it's good. If Backash is good, we'll... I'm sure, it, even if it's really... Because I think it, it'll be half good and half quite bad. I think we've got, we'll have enough material. Well, there you go. If Backash is decent, we'll we'll just do that. If Backash isn't decent, we'll find something else to do over the uh, time. That's cracking. Yeah. Right. Uh, thanks very, very much for listening to The Rock. You're in the seat. You do it. Go on. That's it for this week's Royal Grumble. <laughs> right, I'll do it. Thanks for, for yeah. listening to the Royal Grumble. Uh, go to facebook.com slash Royal Grumble. Follow us on Twitter at Royal Grumble Pod. Find us on iTunes. Give us a review. Uh, don't forget to go to rawgrumble.weebly.com for articles uh, there's that Jap- Japanese yeah. thing that's happening isn't it plugged it twice already but Dan on Japan's happening on the website and on our thing it twice so. yeah. yeah double plugs what have you got to plug Daryl your ass. oh not already wait until like he's go. got a new line of beauty products coming wait, out what new line of beauty products I can't I don't. one news coming soon no he was literally talking about butt plugs it's fine yeah, yeah. that's part of the beauty, Are products. beauty products well yeah you can put lipstick on it I wouldn't call them beautiful not my ass anyway and on that fantastic bombshell, it's time to say goodbye. Say goodbye, Daryl. Goodbye, Daryl. Say goodbye, Dan. Bye. Bye, 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 bye. <laughs>